wish I was that tall. In my dreams. Thank you again. When Pastor Scott and I talked about my coming here, um, it was um, to invite you to a party. It was a time of joy. So, but once again, as Rabbi Bell said, we're again plunged into a time of national sorrow. So while it could be perceived that my timing here to invite you to a party is ill-timed, I believe that out of tragedy can always come hope. So perhaps it is fitting that I'm here today to talk to you a little, a little bit about a community that came together to provide a better life for its neighbors. So with that, a little bit of history. Many of you here in this room today are too old to remember the economic meltdown of the 19, late 1970s, but it was a very difficult time across this country. And in April of 1979, a group of 22 organizations and 12 individuals came together to address the growing housing crisis that was impacting Thousand Oaks. Among them was California Lutheran College. On August 24th, a nonprofit was incorporated, taking its name from John 14, verse 2. For in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And the first mini mansions project was a rental assistance program. Again, these were difficult financial times called Adopt a Family. And that program helped keep hundreds of Conejo Valley families together in their housing during those difficult times. But it soon became apparent that so much more was needed. And the organization began to develop low-income properties with its first property, Shiloh Gardens, opening in 1988. A few years later, many mansions began the process to acquire a rundown hotel on Tio Boulevard called the Village Inn. As with many low-income housing projects then and now, there were many obstacles. When the city council was debating this issue, one of the city officials says, well, these units are gonna be really, really small. These rooms won't be any smaller than the back of my truck, said an elderly homeless woman in the back of the council chambers. SF Village, the former Village Inn, opened in 2001 with 51 units, taking more homeless off the streets than any previous housing development of its kind. Many mansions also set itself aside from other low-income housing properties by providing life-enriching services to its most vulnerable populations. Today, we provide these services to more than half of our 16 properties, and these include adult case management, life skills, food provision, and much more to serve our more than 300 children who have been homeless or living in below poverty, um, extreme poverty. We provide homework club, summer camp, Friday enrichment programs, scholarships, and much, much more. This October, Many Mansions is proud to open Ormond Beach Villas in Oxnard, a 40-unit complex exclusively for low-income and homeless veterans, the very first of its kind in Ventura County. I spent part of the morning today with our uh, vet program, but if you know of any veteran families who are in need of housing, 
there are still two and three bedroom apartments available and I have paperwork back there or flyers back there. With Ventura County being the 16th most expensive county in the United States, for some of our 44,000 veterans, living here can be extremely difficult. Many mansions' vital combination of services and, home and housing make a powerful difference in the lives of our neighbors who are struggling. And as we look at what has been accomplished over the last 40 years, it's important to remember that there is and will continue to be great need. Deuteronomy 15.11 says, for there will never cease to be the poor in your land. Therefore I command you, you shall open wide your hand to your brother, to the needy, to the poor in your land. The 2019 Ventura County Homeless Count represents a 28.5% increase over last year. Greater Los Angeles County's homeless popu population jumped 12% with the largest increase not in homeless men, in families, elderly, and the youth. These are sobering numbers indeed. But again, being Colleen McCarthy, I have great hope. And that's why I'm here today. As CLC was part of many mansions beginning, I think it's appropriate that CLU should be part of our celebration. In honor of our 40th anniversary, man many mansions will be hosting a street party on the front lawn of the Civic Arts Plaza, Thousand Oaks Civic, Civic Arts Plaza, on Saturday, August 24th, actually our 40th anniversary. This will start at 4 p.m. and is free. Elizabeth has kindly printed out some invitations and they're on that table as well. The celebration is free and will feature a local band who is headed actually by one of our employees, local food trucks, and I'm sorry, I know you're all food truckies, but I don't know which ones, but I think it's a Cuban, a dessert, and maybe in and out But don't, 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 don't quote me on that. There will also be children's activities. Come celebrate with us, please, as many mansions look, looks back at where we've been, but looking forward to, to where our collective future could be. I thank you for the time today. I'll be at the little kiosk there if you have any questions after service. Thank you. We gather in this time to worship you, loving God, we gather as people seeking restoration and peace. We gather as a community seeking strength through togetherness. Be with us as we come together as one people. Comfort and guide us today and always. Amen. Lord of love, we come to you as we are, not as we pretend to be. The truth is, God, that when we lift our heads above our path, we often discover ourselves lost in a maze of choices. We confess that we are lost, and were it not for you, O great seeker of our souls, we would be lost forever. But you call us to know and follow you with love and humility. Because of you, there is room for us at the great and promised feast, where there is full and free forgiveness, deep love, and faithful friendship. 
Be patient with us this day and teach us how to follow you as we spend the time that you have given to us. Amen. Please be seated. Good afternoon. Today's reading comes from the book of the prophet Micah, chapter 6, verse 8. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. Hello, everybody. I remember this time my mom said it's about time you started learning how to do your laundry. Um, the first time she saw me in the garage opening the washing machine. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about laundry with you all. Don't you just love it when people tell you that phrase, it's about time? It's about time you washed your car. It's about time you paid me back. It's about time you got a job. I remember hearing this in different ways when I grew up. And it's about time you cleaned your room was my least favorite. My room was my room, and I felt that nobody could tell me otherwise, especially those mounds of paths of clothes that I took a lot of time to construct, where my parents simply didn't understand how hard it took to get it like that. And only until my mom and dad told me that it was their house, and I'm under their roof, so what said goes. As much as I was told to clean your room as well, that didn't really change until college. Um, and so as I look back at my life currently, that golden phrase, it's about time, comes into play more often than I thought it ever would. I recently just got back from a week-long trip uh, with the youth from Holy Trinity Lutheran Church um, in San Francisco for our summer service trip. With many laughs, long car rides, endless, are we there yet? Um, or can I use the bathroom we just stopped 20 minutes ago? Um, and then also endless amounts of listening to Save Me San Francisco by Train. I experienced this energy that the group showed. Um, I was talking with one of our youth leaders on the trip, and we couldn't stop us saying, what did we actually do this week? Um, simply because we had by far the easiest week ever as leaders. No drama, no sick kids, none of the kids were left behind, just smiles all around. One of my favorite things the week uh, during this week was the discussions we had around the theme verse for our week coming from the book of Micah, the sixth chapter that we just heard um, reading. He has shown you, immortal, what is good and what does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Every day we took out a small part of the text and broke it down, starting with the first part of the verse, specifically looking at the word mortal. We asked the kids what that meant and we got nothing. They knew what we were talking about, but no one wanted to respond. And it was as if we were their teachers and we asked them to turn in the homework that they didn't do. That was the type of response we got from them. After waiting for someone to step out and speak, we all came together saying that mortal in this context meant that we aren't going to live forever. That we do have an expiration date and that our time on earth is limited. With a follow-up question from our trip leader, he posed the question of, if God was sitting at the gates of heaven and said to you, how is heaven? What would you say? Another big silence came across the room um, with a consistent confused glare given to me, given to the, all the leaders. Um, we just asked questions um, that they haven't thought of, nor have I really thought of either. And I could tell that they were stumped and I was stumped too. Uh, 
after some analyzing and discussing with our leader, um, he said, why can't we think of heaven here, heaven now? It's about time we think of heaven here and heaven now. Why do we have to think of, uh, always think of the best is to come in heaven as an excuse for the good times from happening now? That simply blew my mind. We can all fall into the habit of letting little things get in the way of the positive times. We are our biggest critics more so than anyone else, and we let that affect how we live our lives and not also let it affect our future decisions. The first, it's about time moment that week. Moving further into the week, I'm going to skip to the last part of the verse where it talks about walking humbly with your God. Our group defining humble as laying low, quiet, determined, and motivated through each of these. One of the kids mentioned that at the end of the day, this whole trip and us going on it isn't about us. All the service work, being a tourist in this trip, it simply isn't about us. Yes, people donated towards our trip in our hopes to come to San Francisco and to help, but they, or in the help out, but they donated towards this ministry at large. The city of San Francisco will run with or without us. The organizations will run without us. Yes, we did help by allowing our, or the, their staff at the organizations uh, we participated with to use their skills in other areas, but if we didn't show up, the meal would have still gone on. The food would have still have been packaged. The job would have gotten done. Another member of the group mentioned that what it would mean that same day, what it would mean to carry the cross in these terms, um, and one of the response was, well, just go pick it up. Another kid said that carrying the cross meant to them doing what we are called to do, doing what is right as people, as people of the communities that, in the world that we live in. The last night we were together during the devotion uh, time we was, was, when we uh, was when we talked about this, with tears coming out of the group because they didn't want to leave each other. Because they had such a fun time, because they grew and across the table was me trying to hold it in, uh, but even I cracked a tear. I learned so much from these kids that they won't even understand the experience that I had versus theirs. We all were changed, and if anything, the statement, it's about time, came back into my head. I felt that what we were doing was right. What we were doing and where I was in the role I was, was made sense. It reinforced a thought about a future that some people in this room really tried cracking out of me for a while, uh, sometime this year, and it took a while and to get some sort of answer out of me and still have a difficult time saying it, but what I'm trying to say is that there are moments in life that I never thought I would do something. I never thought I would work at a summer camp, and then I ended up there for four summers, um, some of the best summers I've ever had. I never thought I would work at a church, and now I do, especially after remembering all the trouble we put our youth leader through as kids, and I'm sure that, I'm sure, I, like, I would think that it'd be crazy to want to be like him. Um, both of those things I never thought I would do bringing joy into my life in different ways than I thought in the ways that I could, uh, can't even explain or put words to. So this last week, as I'm struggling to figure out what I'm going to talk about, I learned that the annoying phrase, it's about time, doesn't have to be that awful moment. You get criticized. It doesn't have to be negative, like it's about time to clean your room or whatever passive-aggressive comment you want to make with it. It's about time can come from within yourself. It can come from the words, or it can be the words that make you happy. It's about time that we put our trust into our faith and know that we are going to do what we were meant to do, however that might be or however that might appear in your life 5, 10, 15 years down the road. Because honestly, I don't even know what I'm going to do 15 years from now. It's about time we walk humbly with our God. It's about time we carry that cross. So maybe, just maybe, it's about time we do what we are called to do.
Lord God, words are not enough to express your awesomeness, your majesty, your holiness. Our highest expressions are but simple words next to you. Make us aware that you are here among us, always present, always guiding and calling out to us. May this awareness lead us to approach each day with great tenderness and humility. May the words we speak, the tunes we sing, the thoughts we think, and our deeds be pleasing to you. For in spite the inequity of our words, our daily lives are the reflection of your love for us. God, our rock and our salvation, be with us today and forever. Amen. Amen.